Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. So glad you're with us once again. We've got some interesting stuff going on once again every week. Man, it seems like there's more and more and more yeah. to talk about. A lot of stuff happening. Yeah, today's going to be good, though. we got some interesting stuff It's going to be a great day. We have a Salvage by God deep dive. And for those YouTube and Rumble viewers, you can see I created my own little flag. That's what they call it in the industry, is a flag. I want a flag. For you audio-only listeners, it's a little sign hanging on my microphone that identifies Salvage by God, which is a new YouTube platform. And it's also the old Bible Idiots podcast. So wherever you get podcast content, search Salvage by God. If you are an iTunes subscriber, you're like, Chris, it still says Bible Idiots. We know. We're doing the best we can to, to fix that. <laughs> so Salvage by God deep dive coming up. Also, Mike Shaw will be in with Right on Way Off with Emily and I as Emily asks us those great questions. We're also yeah. going to talk about Sound Off. And Sound Off is at freshroadmedia.com. And you can click on a link there and leave a voicemail message. It's almost like a call. We'd bring that on the show as if you were calling the show. Or you can email Emily, and you can see how her name is spelled on the screen if you're watching. If you're listening, it's E-M-I-L-E-E at freshroadmedia.com. And there you can send your comments, and we will bring them on the air under the Sound Off banner in the future as well. And I love when people write, Chris, you're awesome. Emily, can you... Pick it up a little. You know, can you work on it a little bit? Those oh, are always fun. Okay. See, I was thinking I want a flag too for my <laughs> microphone. And I'm just gonna have one with a big arrow that says I'm with stupid <laughs> that will point over to you. Well, and you're, you're you're pointing towards Mike Shaw. No, I'm not. No, I'm we, pointing towards you. You gotta point the other way. No. Yeah, on the screen. Uh what side are you on? Go ahead. It's, this is working for me. No, this is working. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll just make sure my arrow is in the right direction. Uh, I got to point that. For way. you audio listeners, we love you. We love you. We're glad you like this. I I did uh, I, I did air first? check last week. I did the air check last week. I watched a little bit of it on YouTube, and then I I listened to it in the car on a drive to Omaha. Yeah. Uh, for about twenty thirty minutes, it's a much better talk show on radio than it is on YouTube. Maybe that's because we did radio for thirty years. I don't know. But you, you should probably in. brush up on your look a little bit or something. <laughs> I, I is what I is. My grammar's getting gooder and gooder every day. Look, you've right. tuned into what has used to be called Companion Radio, and this is a talk show with a Christian worldview. We claim to laugh louder, dig deeper, and live larger in the Lord Jesus Christ. She's my best friend and bride, Emily. Some say, how can you call it a granny ranch? She doesn't even look old enough to be a grandma. Well, she is. We have two beautiful granddaughters. And so here it is. It's the way we want to start her show. Yes. No apology with Emily with the granny rant. Da, 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 da. All right. A leg by any other name is still a leg. No, that wasn't Shakespeare. That was me. Um, as if we needed any more proof <laughs> that our culture is going insane. Did you say a leg? A leg is still a leg. A, a leg, leg by L -E -G, any other name. Leg? A leg. Okay. Yes. By any, sure like that right. appendage <laughs> that helps hold you up. All right. An appendage by any other yeah. name is still a leg. Uh, All right, Jamie Lee Curtis, she went viral. Um, and actually, it was her leg that went viral. Not even both legs, just one leg almost broke the Internet. She was working out, dressed very modestly. She had a sweatshirt and shorts on, and she looks great. She's always looked great. And um, she just posted a picture of herself to social media. Now, here's the thing about Jamie Lee Curtis that I absolutely love. I don't know her as a person, so I'm not speaking on, in that aspect, okay? Okay. 
But um, she's kind of developed this campaign, so to speak, of embracing your aging. She says we have to strike anti-aging from our vocabulary. It's not good. It's not healthy. And she puts herself very vocally into the pro-aging camp. And I like that about her. I mean, now, the bit is called Granny Rant. I think that you like it, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Let's I'm not that gracefully. far behind yes. her, right? Got it. And so she posts this picture, and it's not even both legs. It's just one leg because she's standing there. She takes a selfie. One of her legs is a little bit in behind, and it's shadowed. But then the other leg is a little more forward and highlighted. And people just went crazy, falling all over themselves. Okay, in about what way? How, how great she looks oh, and how okay. this is awesome. And she's always been very attractive. She's always stayed very healthy and very in shape. And the thing was, is that it got weird. You think? <laughs> it's like, because the rest this of This show has gotten weird. <laughs> The rest of the picture is just Jamie Lee Curtis. You know what I mean? It's Jamie Lee Curtis. What was so noticeable about the photo was her leg. And so it didn't look like... The only thing in the photo is the leg? No, it's her. It's her, but her legs are... Just a selfie of her from about her, just below the knees up, maybe. Okay. And and this is just to say, hey, I'm not aging. Yeah, just, uh, you know... Harshly. No, she was, I think it was part of her, hey, just embrace, you're getting older yeah, okay. thing, you know what I mean? And so her leg doesn't look like a 20-year-old person's leg. It looks like it probably belongs to someone who's 65, still very trim, still very fine or whatever, but, you know. But it's skin, got some miles on it is what you're saying. not quite so silky smooth okay. and, um, yeah, muscle tone, not quite what it used to be for her. So for a 65-year-old, yay. For, you know, a model, probably nay. Well, I don't I don't know. I, I, wouldn't, don't, well, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I don't see the picture. I'm trying to get my mind around <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> I okay. want to see where you're going. It's a picture of Jamie Lee Curtis from, like, just below the knee up. And she's got a sweatshirt on and a pair of shorts. Okay. Totally casual. She just took a selfie. And you know what? It's trying to stay healthy, whatever. There you go. Mike Shaw just pulled it up. That's the picture. There you go. Start. Try to hold it still. I'm trying. <laughs> You're you not go. very good. Yeah, she, she looks really good for a 67-year-old or 70-year-old or however old she is. But here's the thing. The internet just about broke. Why? Okay? Why? Because people are like, oh, you're just such an inspiration for older women and you're so brave. And, and I was kind of looking at this going, what is going on? Yeah. We're looking at a leg. It's a leg, people. <laughs> and then I started thinking about some of the some of the comments. I almost like I think they meant it as a compliment, but it was almost like I'm not really sure that's a compliment. Like what? I mean, when you say hey, you're such an inspiration, inspiration for what? She's not nearly dead. I mean, you know, how is she inspiring? How is her leg that inspiring? How is she? It, I mean, they did look brave. like you know older lady legs, but in good shape. How, but bad. how is this brave? It's like those you know supermodels or whatever who go out in public with either no or very little makeup on. Oh, you're so oh, brave! You're, you're so brave! You're so brave! That's not the compliment you think it is, okay? Because honestly, growing up, I never like if I went and stayed at grandma's house. 
I never woke up in the morning, had her come out to make, you know, percolate some coffee and think, Grandma, how dare you show your face like that? You have no yeah. makeup on. You know what I mean? It, w- it Pull was- it together, Grandma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's almost an insult. Like, oh, my goodness, you're showing your face in public without makeup. Oh, my goodness. Grandma, you're showing your arm in public. Grandma, you're showing your leg in public. Like, this is weird. This is strange because I got to be honest, um, step outside if you haven't for a while, because you'll see all kinds of legs. They're all different <laughs> ages. They're all different widths and lengths. And they're all different sizes and shapes, all different colors. Even. Old lady legs are in my purview. Yeah. Stop the madness. No two legs are alike, <laughs> even if they're on the same person. Honestly, I broke my leg several years ago. I am not symmetrical anymore. Okay. Yeah. And it's okay. And so here's the point of it all. Here's Let's the little advice from this lady who's catching up right behind Jamie Lee Curtis. Don't tell a woman she's brave because she went in public without makeup. Okay. Don't tell a 65 year old woman that she's an inspiration. Because she's wearing shorts in public. (laughs) I get it. Here's what you do. You can tell someone they're beautiful. You can tell someone they look nice. But there's nothing wrong with that. For your age. But if you're going to start comparing and you're going to start telling people that they're brave for simply showing up, (laughs) don't say anything. Don't say that because appearance is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. And what you mean for a compliment can come out as not really that complimentary, because really what that does is that just reinforces what Jamie's actually trying to, you know, back away from. You look great for a 65. What difference does it make? You know, how old I am, this comparison trap, Mm -hmm. the comparison trap, if Jamie Lee Curtis's ideology of just embracing women at whatever age and men too. Yeah. At whatever age, age is going to, you know, start tearing you down. If we really did that, her leg would spark no reaction at all. It'd be like, oh, there's Jamie Lee Curtis. She's so cute. <laughs> her age For is her nothing age. right. We, <laughs> her leg should not. <laughs> Be sparking any sort of emotion, good, bad, or otherwise. And it's just another symptom of, and it's hard to break out of, we put too much emphasis on appearance and the world's view of beauty. That's my rant for the day. Awesome. All right. Awesome. That sounds great. All right. Very good. All right. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to our, what's it called? The Salvaged by God. I like that. The Salvaged by God deep dive. The Salvaged by God. <laughs> I've got stuff for you today. <laughs> I think you should use that sounder like every time. I think that's good. Let's try it once again. All right. All right. All right. All right. It is time for Salvaged by God deep dive. Open your Bibles. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got, Chris? Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, how our culture is falling down and what we can do about it. Oh, we can do something about uh, it? Yeah, we can do something about it. It's called putting our trust fully in God to such a level that we will not allow ourselves to be discouraged with what we see out there. 
And so I want to start with uh, I want to start with a little little meme that uh, came across the internet. And uh, for you video listeners, you're seeing it. For your audio listeners, I'm going to explain it to you. It starts. It's from a restaurant that uh, published this. That's and you can't see it on this particular picture, but it talks about why our prices went up. And oh, please sure. have some grace towards us. Mm-hmm. Fryer oil was twenty one dollars twelve months ago, thirty five dollars six months ago. Wow. Today it's forty five dollars. Wow! Oh, uh, inflation's only up nine percent now. Yeah, right. It's double. Right. Chicken wings was forty five dollars a case twelve months ago. One hundred and seventy five dollars a case wow. today. Wow! Wow! Takeout boxes twenty five dollars twelve months ago. Ninety five dollars today. Emily and I, Emily and I were in a uh, box store yesterday after church. We we drove to, uh, uh, well, let's just call it Walmart. <laughs> okay, <laughs> went to a Walmart. They had Funyuns. I said, let's just grab a bag of Funyuns. Yeah. I I like Funyuns, and I you know occasionally want to get a snack. And there's You're just nothing healthy. Well, it's it's not a complete healthy snack, but you only need like a a handful of them at night, or you know when yeah. you're feeling snacky. And I didn't buy them. Why? Because they were like six bucks. They were six for bucks. For a little bag. For a smaller bag of Funyuns. Yeah. I said, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the 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 big disaster of inflation and and everything, it's, it's all it's set. It's hitting it's now. It's set. Yeah. It's, it's right there. And so then what shall Christians do? Well, we need to understand that we have to stand up for the word of God mm-hmm. and that in the middle of all that, you can still have joy. In the middle of all of what's coming, the darkness is all around us. You Even can still have joy. Even without Funyuns, you can I, have joy. Without Funyuns, you can still have joy. <laughs> I got a scripture verse coming up in a minute, awesome. but I wanted to show you this. When you're okay with naked strangers dancing for children, but go apocalyptic when adults pray to God, you're on the side of evil and we're done pretending any different. There you go. This is what has to happen. Yeah. Yes, we will eventually pay seven, eight dollars for a bag of, of Funyuns, and someday I might even pay that for a bag of Funyuns. Inflation, the world is falling down. All of this stuff is coming all mm-hmm. around us. I mean, we couldn't get through COVID and look at what they did to diesel prices and not expect 24 months later, which is where we are right now where everything wouldn't just explode. Right. It takes about 18 months for it all to really hit the shelves. We're and, seeing that now. And as we get into God's word, we need to have him be our portion. And the reason why, and, I'm, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't think it's getting any better. Mm. Oh, what about this next election? I just dis- expect disappointment in the next election. <laughs> okay. When the fix is in this uh-huh. bad. The fix is in, yeah. Just trust me. Our, our redemption is drawing near. So here's what we need to do. I want to show you this. And Emily, I want you to read this to the folks. Okay. And it's a quote by Paul Washer. And then oh, I have I like a scripture that. to follow it up. And that's our deep dive for today. Okay. And again, it goes back to having joy in the middle of these awful yeah. circumstances. All Go right. for it. Uh, here in America, we have come to this idea that we pass through the narrow gate and then walk in the broad way. No, my friend, we pass through a narrow gate to get on a narrow path. And that narrow path is divine, de, uh, defined by the word of the Lord, not feelings, not emotions, and not some new contemporary Christian song. That's pretty good. Did you hear how I've honestly never read that before? It just flowed off my tongue. Yeah. It's so truthful. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That is very good. Yeah. And so in the middle of all that, we want Jesus to be our portion, right? Mm-hmm. 
What does that mean to you, Emily, that Jesus is your portion? What would you say to that? How would you answer that question? Uh, he is our all in all. And it doesn't mean that he's going to give us everything we want or even necessarily everything we need in the physical world. But he himself is sufficient. I mean, this is just not our home. This is not the place where we need to settle in and get comfortable. Right. He's fitting us for heaven. And when he becomes our all in all, when he becomes all sufficient to us, regardless of our circumstances, mm -hmm. then we're fit for heaven. We need to set aside our pride and our station in life and everything that we have and say, God, you have to take care of us. You have to bless mm -hmm. us. In Habakkuk chapter 3, in verse 13, it says, You went out to rescue your chosen people, to save your anointed ones. You crushed the heads of the wicked and stripped their bones from head to toe. Wow. We know that God is coming <laughs> to be our rescuer. In fact, yeah. Jesus has already come as the substitutionary death. He rescued us from certain destruction. Mm -hmm. Because of this, no matter how this plays out, we have to pursue righteousness. We still have to get out and vote. We still have to get out and do what we have to do. What we can do. And always try to do your best, right? Always mm -hmm. try to put your best foot forward. Yeah, you but can't then, just give up. Yeah. But then here, here's, here's the takeaway today. It's in mm -hmm. verse 17 of Habakkuk chapter 3. Mm -hmm. It says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there is no grapes on the vine, even though the oil crops fails, even the fields lie empty and barren, mm -hmm. even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. And then it goes to verse 18. Before I go to verse 18, all that bummer train stuff I just read, let me yeah. add to it. Even though inflation is going out of control, even though the demonics seem to have control of the schools, even though there are people out there that would just as soon see Christians killed than to allow them to share the gospel for even one more day. Mm -hmm. Verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Mm. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. I love that. And we need to be reminded of that. And yeah. what that's going to cause us to do is try to do more good, I guess you could say, without behavior modification, but yeah. on a good old-fashioned gratitude because we know our salvation is yeah. drawing near. Yeah. And then you know what else happens? You won't care what people's legs look like. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it. You really you really go anti-leg, I got to be honest with These you. These are fitting together. They really are. <laughs> no. What happens is, and this is my big crescendo. Okay. Thank you for interrupting it. I appreciate that. It's what we do I, here. I thought that was a good point. <laughs> it was. <laughs> my microphone is... My my microphone is, is corrupted. Okay, I'm back. The big crescendo is that we can have praise substitute complaining, even though complaining is justified. And when you look at it through the eyes of Habakkuk, when you think of our great rescue, mm -hmm. it's hard not to get joyful in the middle of it all. Yeah. There are so many stories of great Christians who were martyred for their faith, yeah. who were persecuted for their faith, who were imprisoned, who were beheaded for their faith. And we look at that and we ask God, will I be strong enough in yeah. that time? And the word says that if you convert your life into praise instead of complaining, instead of murmuring, God will give you the strength in that. Mm -hmm. So yes, go do good. Yes, keep voting. Yes, keep trying to help those less fortunate than you. But don't go overboard in trying to protect this life. That's the message mm. of the gospel, yeah. and that's what happens when you praise him. I hope that makes sense. It absolutely does, and I love it because it's not that we have to totally pretend what's real isn't real. 
And right. it's not, well, just put on a happy face and look on the bright side. No. When we read through, like, even the Psalms, yeah. you know, David is talking about how his enemies are on every side. He gets into some deep, dark places, and yet, and yet, and yet, and he hangs on to that hope that he has in God. And that's where that joy comes from. Mm-hmm. And it's not a, oh, I'm so happy I'm here, and we got things to be thankful for. Anyway, it's, oh, you know what? Thank you, Lord. This is not the end. Yeah, Thank like you, Lord. Johnny, this is not my destination. Johnny Erickson Tata in the movie Bible Idiots talks about how she's not thankful for the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. She's thankful while she's in the wheelchair. Right. And so as we're going through this stuff, we need to be thankful. Uh, I had a two-week message of Salt and Light Part 1, Salt and Light Part 2. Coming up this Sunday will be Salt and Light Part 3. If you go to Salvage by God and YouTube and subscribe, you will get it. If you are subscribed to the Bible Idiots podcast on any platform, uh, you would get it. But that was switched to Salvage by God, and we want you to help us by subscribing, sharing, and watching. But the point of it all is that we have a charge from God. I finished yesterday's message with 2 Timothy chapter 4, where we talked about the fact that Paul charges us in front of Jesus Christ, our sacrifice, to preach in season and out of season, preach the truth, share, exhort, rebuke, do what you have to do, speak the truth. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is when we talk about speaking the truth in love, that message I gave yesterday shows that there's a lot of deception out there that that they they want us to be where if we just accept people and ignore people or, you know, whatever you do, don't condemn anybody, that's loving them. And no, they're headed for destruction. Wouldn't the loving thing to say, hey, the bridge is out? <laughs> right. Or no, floor it. Good luck. Yeah. You know? Well, just having the people out there that are promoting the idea that if God loves you, you will have health, physical health. You'll have money. You'll have all these things. And the reality is that's not always true. You were talking about Jerry, Johnny Erickson Tata. She yeah. was very disillusioned by that message to the point of, you know, uh, you know what, walking away from God. We've talked to several <laughs> people who are given this promise, yeah. you know, give money or have enough faith and you will fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, but actually, here's what God's doing through our life, through the good things and through the difficult things. He's teaching us to walk by faith. He's teaching us to love him for him and to acknowledge, understand, love, and know the giver of those gifts, not the gifts themselves. And so that's what he's doing. And I really think in these in these last days, um, we are, as a believer, you're going to be called to walk by faith. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's It could be, it will probably result in your death, <laughs> you know, but... But guess what? That that that's just a promotion yeah. to eternal life with God and all the pain and all the suffering will eventually cease. And so we can't be afraid because we hear of a new way that we could possibly die, you know. Um, but I love that. I, I love where you're going with that. Walking by faith. That's what we need to focus on. All right. That's going to do it for this segment. Uh, there we go. We'll be back right after this on No Apology with Emily and Chris.
Hey, if you enjoyed listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. Welcome back to No Apology with Emily and Chris. It's known as Companion Christian Radio, a talk show with a Christian worldview where we laugh louder, dig deeper, and live larger in the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, it is time once again to bring Mike Shaw onto the show. He's been waiting very patiently off to the side. Hi, how are you doing? Good. I was looking at pictures of Jamie Lee Curtis and handing him over to Chris. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you were helping us out. See, I was participating. He does a lot more than what people think he does, right? I think we all do. Uh, It is time for Right On, Way Off. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right. I got three statements. I'm going to throw them out there. You guys tell me whether they are right on or way off. And I'll tell you whether you're right or wrong. The first statement that I'm going to throw out there, Chris, we're going to start with you. Um, most uh, Most Christians do not have fellowship with God. They have fellowship with each other about God. Is that right on or is that way off? What do you think about that statement? That's most, way off. Most Christians do not have fellowship with God. They have fellowship with each other about God. I'm way off. Why are you way off on because that? Because you used the term most Christians, and I would say that would be most authentic Christians. That's how I, that's how I hear that. Okay, okay. If you're going to talk about visible, you know, whoever calls themselves Christians, then that might have a chance to be written okay, way, so right on. But, yeah. but it's way off because authentic Christians, first and foremost, have a relationship with God. Everything comes through mm-hmm. that lens. And then through that... They enjoy fellowship with other believers, not because they want to, but because God lays it on their heart that they have to. Unity amongst believers. Even if you're a warrior for Christ, you cannot be a lone ranger. It's not a lone ranger game. It's a team game, and you need other authentic Christians around you. So that's all I got to say about that. Okay. I read it before we go to Mike. I did read it as kind of like the Christian... As a whole, all people who profess themselves to be Christians. That's kind of how I read it. But anyway. uh, Well, again, everybody that professes themselves to be Christians are not Christians, according to the scriptures. Matthew (laughs) Matthew 7, 21 and 24 through 24 is pretty clear. Yeah. Many on that day will cry out, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this? Didn't we call ourselves? Didn't we fellowship? And he's going to say, step off. I don't know who you are. Yeah. You know, even in uh, some of the other passages like uh, Matthew 25 with the bridesmaids, you know, the the 10 bridesmaids. I mean, Mm -hmm. they all started out with oil and they all started out waiting for the bridegroom, but then five didn't have any extras. They weren't prepared. So they go off to buy it, and then they come back. The bride comes, the bridegroom comes in and shuts the door, and the bridegroom comes up and they start beating on the door. Lord, let us in, let us in. And he and Jesus' words are so harsh. He says, I'm telling you the truth. I don't know who you are. And so they didn't have oil. Hmm. They had the lamp, they had the invitation, but they had no oil. That's what we preach against. That's what this show is really at the end of the day about, is to educate people into how they can be better Christians. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's true. And so you ask the question, and, I, and I'm and i taking it as authentic Christians have a relationship with God first. All right. All right. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on this. Most Christians do not have fellowship with God. They have fellowship with each other about God. Is that right on or is that way off? That's way off. Oh, okay. That is so way off. <laughs> In fact, I've insulted you and brought That's it up. That's right. I can't believe it. Um, well, I, I would say, so what Chris said was, was accurate, right? So yeah. if, if you're a Christian 
and your, you know, your wheat, yeah. then yes, you have a relationship with God right, and everything right, flows right. from that. And, mm-hmm. and if you're a tear, then you do not. Right. However, um, I am not discerning enough to know who the wheats and the tares <laughs> are. I mean, that's God's job. Right. Um, my job um, you know, if uh, let's say, it, you know, I have the opportunity to, to preach or teach mm-hmm. a Bible study or something like that, or even in fellowship with uh, with my fellow wheat. Um, <laughs> or I, wheats, if or you want to be grammatically. Or the wheats. <laughs> or the wheats. <laughs> right. Um, I'm assuming that we're all wheat. Um, I'm not looking for tares. Now, once in a while, you, you can actually spot one and it's yeah. obvious. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm not making that judgment. I'm just right. having fellowship as an out flow of my fellowship right. with God. So very I'm going to go way off on that. All right. For those very reasons. good. I loved what you guys had to say. You changed my mind. I, I thought it was right on. And the reason that I did was I had the privilege of, uh, that's a quote by Paris uh, Reedhead. And he actually wrote a book about how um, it's called Getting Evangelicals Saved. And he was noticing in the church how um, many people were professing Christianity, and yet they weren't really truly submitted to Christ. And so he looked at it like in that age where it became very popular for people to come forward and accept Jesus in their heart and those types of things, he realized that there was a lack of true repentance and true surrender to Christ. And so that was kind of his comment and probably, you know, he kind lived— Kind of his way of saying they were fake Christians around Right, him. exactly. Yeah. He lived back—you know, he passed yeah. away, I think, in, like, in the 90s. And so his— I thought you were going to say that, like, the 1700s or something. Yeah, that's what no, I was saying. No, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> he was born in, like, 1919 or something like that. So he that. was so, older than dirt. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So he watched the, the evolution of the church from, you know, probably, like, the 30s, 40s, mm-hmm. 50s, and—, and and he had some insight, I think, into there. And so, yeah, I thought it was right on. You guys do make a really good point, though. And I think that uh, there is a distinction to be made between the actual authentic church and the visible church. And I think that's who he was addressing was the visible church and that true repentance and true surrender to Christ was starting to lack in the American church that he well, saw. He, and so he makes a really good point on that. Yeah. And, and there's something Chris talks about a lot from the pulpit and, and that we should, should all be mindful of, even yeah. in, our, in our own walks. You know, how much do I actually surrender <laughs> to God consistently every right. minute of every day? We can all do better. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. We still have that. We're prone to wander, right? All right, question number two. We'll start with you, Mike, first. You cannot shine like a diamond if you are not willing to be cut like a diamond. Oh. Is that right on or is that way on? That is so right on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How about this? Uh, let's take it back even further. You, okay. can't, you, can't even be, you can't even be considered to be cut like a diamond until you go through the pressure and the heat to become uh, a diamond in the first place. There you go. <laughs> and then you to can't shine like a potential, diamond. Right. Yeah. And then, um, you know, to be cut like a diamond, um, your individual results may vary. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you want a master cutter to cut on that diamond to bring out all of its potential. Yeah. You don't want just any Yahoo cut, you know, doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and you got to watch out for flaws because if you hit a flaw, the whole thing's going to shatter. Yeah, exactly. Oh Makes goodness. it less valuable. This whole thing will preach. How much time do we have? <laughs> uh, so then you could become salvaged by God. That's right. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. So, oh my goodness, it's uh, we talk about this all the time. You know yeah, what we is do. God, what is God's number one purpose in your life? Mm-hmm is to make you into the image of his son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not going to just wake up one day as, oh, I got saved yesterday. I better get baptized today. And tomorrow I'm going to be just like Jesus. Right. Uh, the process is a little more difficult than that. Take some time. And yep. everybody's different. And God knows exactly um, what you need mm-hmm. and the pressure points he needs to press on mm-hmm. in your life yeah. to bring about that diamond and to bring about those cuts. Yeah. And it is a process. Yeah. Very good. All right, Chris, what do you think? You cannot shine like a diamond if you're not willing to be cut like a diamond. Is that right on or way off? I'm way off. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh cool. This because be the Jesus that I know wants me to be healthy wealthy and prosperous. <laughs> and what this Jesus that, that I want to share with you about is, you know, he, he wants no pain in my life. Yeah. All pain is from the devil. And so uh, basically I rebuke it. And, mm. and, and all I get is a shining diamond with no cut. All right. Um, yeah. I don't know if people are good at uh, recognizing like what sarcasm <laughs> when they what if, hear what if somebody it? didn't recognize the sarcasm <laughs> when they cut that out? Yeah. I, well, look, if you're being cut, it's because you didn't sow enough seed in your life. You didn't give enough to this ministry or that ministry, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm right on. Okay. I, you know, the Bible talks about picking up your cross and following him. And, mm-hmm. and when you stop and think about what that statement means mm-hmm. in America in 2024, you realize that it goes over everybody's head. It, yeah. it goes over my head. It mm-hmm. becomes white noise, you know. Uh, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Yeah, hey, well, where's the Easter ham? You know, I mean, you just need to take a minute. You need to slow down your life. You need to slow your roll a little bit and understand that take up your cross means you are killing all of what you think you are and should be. And then everything's in play. Mm-hmm. And when everything's in play, your feelings get hurt. Yes. Sometimes you physically <laughs> get beat up. Sometimes you have your finances hurt. Sometimes you have a lot of other mm-hmm. hurts come. In fact, sometimes they... The Lord determines in his own wisdom that mm-hmm. you will be martyred, Yeah, that you will be, you know, really killed for your faith. So, yeah, that's the cut that makes your diamond shine. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I have struggled with is, you know, results-oriented life. You know, it's been my life my whole life. It's you go out and you... You know, when you go to when you played in a baseball game, what what you went two for four with, you know, a single and one RBI. Everything was quantified mm-hmm. and you measured know, and, and measured and, and, numbers, and in radio, yeah. you know, you rank third in the market in women, twenty five, fifty four. You know, <laughs> and is that good? Yeah. <laughs> is that bad? Oh, for a Christian show, it's fantastic. Well, good then. Good. We like the numbers. You know, I mean, everything was quantified. And, right. and and we try to do that in our life with Jesus. We try to quantify blessings and curses, blessings and curses. And we just got to let it all go and understand it's going to be a bumpy ride. But if Jesus is our portion, like the salvage by God deep dive, you can still praise him. Mm-hmm. And that's easy to say when everything's going great. All right. Can you still say it when everything's going bad? That's so I'm true. right on. You will get All cut right. if you want to be a diamond that shines. You cannot shine like a diamond if you are not willing to be cut like a diamond. And the the imagery that it made for me is just that dying to self, you mm. know, and just 
cutting away, cutting away all those things that God does not want to be a part of you, about a part of your life or a part of who you are. And letting him do that, letting, uh, you know, dying to self and cutting away that stuff, it's all a process of, um, it it all speaks to that, to that spiritual imagery that God makes uh, to dying to self. I like it. All right. Very good. You guys are right on track there. And the last one, uh, Chris, we're going with you first. In a culture that's that's pushing vegetarian and vegan, Arby's is pushing back by unveiling (laughs) the merit. What's that? The merit is a blend of meat and seasoning made to look and taste like a carrot. So, (sighs) you know, that whole vegan push that where they take... Vegetables to try to make them look like meat. Arby's is pushing back to make meat look like vegetables. Here you go. Is that right on, way off? Does it taste like a carrot, too? I don't know that it tastes like a carrot, but it's good, they say. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't... They use like They use, like, um, turkey, largely turkey, and then it's covered in, like, powdered carrot. It looks like a carrot. It really looks okay, like Okay, I'm carrot. way off. Okay. <laughs> and, and it pains me to be way off about Arby's. Because okay. you know I have a special affection for Arby's. Yes. The smokehouse brisket changed my life. Yes. They have the <laughs> meats, joke. I guess. They have the meats? Yeah. Um, no, I, just just be, be proud of being meat, people. I don't know what you're trying to do here. Is it a joke? Is it actually going to be a menu item or what? I don't know. They're just doing it. I don't know if it's a just a campaign or an advertisement to get some pub or what but i hope um, it stays around less than what the mcrib stays around it you doesn't know? I look mean, bad it looks like a carrot on a plate you know so people will eat meat if it tastes like a carrot thinking they're still doing vegetarian stuff is that no i, mean, it's I just, get i get not just, what they're trying to do i just, don't get it it's being funny okay and it's like that's what i'm saying is okay. it a bit is it a is it a little campaign yeah thing? they're being funny just okay. like the people that produce vegan food are going after who would normally be meat eaters by right. making their food look like meat. So tastes like Arby's meat. going All after right. the I vegans to I, make I'm way their off. meat taste like vegetables. I'm way <laughs> off. You know that I don't like people who pretend to be something they're not, okay. uh, particularly Christians, but that's a whole other thing. Um, no, I say Arby's just have the meats and be proud of the meats. Yeah. And if this is a joke, <laughs> Bravo, but I'm still going way off. The poor turkey. He has no say in the matter. (laughs) Dressing him up to look like a carrot. Uh, Mike, what do you think? In a culture that's pushing vegetarian and vegan, Arby's is pushing back by unveiling the merit. A blend of meat and seasoning made to look and taste like a carrot. Is that right on or is that way off? I'm right on with that. That's (laughs) hilarious. That is so funny. It's like it's the impossible carrot. <laughs> I mean, hello. Instead of the impossible well, burger. I'll take two of those with some gravy, please. I that's mean, right up your alley. That sounds yeah. great. Um, and I think it's hilarious, too. And they are getting attention. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, the impossible burger, people who are vegans, who are trying to avoid. I mean, if you read the the ingredient list on that thing, mm-hmm. it's a it's it's scary. It takes up two pages yeah. of chemicals. A lot of it's to not try food. to make it taste like meat. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I would say whether you're on the carnivore side of things or if you're on the vegan side of things, what you really want to do, what what both sides have right. Let can we let can we talk about that for yeah, a second? Yeah, get rid of the processed foods. Yeah. And the seed oils. Now, vegans are still eating some seed oils, but get rid of the processed foods. Uh The more you can eat real food, 
that comes out of a field or off a tree or out of your garden, we're all going to be better off. Yeah. Um, so that was just an opportunity to say all that. But yeah, <laughs> I would like to have a merit. I would like to try a merit. Where's the nearest Arby's to our I little town? <laughs> Do I have to go to Omaha for a merit? Probably Council Bluffs. Okay. I don't know. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't, know if I don't know if they'll actually be on the menu, but I think with them putting this out there, uh, they almost have to. They could you probably know, make, let people try it. Probably the smart aleck on the other side of the counter would be like, <laughs> yeah, I think we could figure that out for you. So so yeah. does it look like a carrot and looks, taste like a carrot or does uh, it just look like a carrot? It tastes kind of like a carrot because what I guess what they do is they take the turkey, ground turkey, they mm -hmm. shape it in the shape of a carrot. They roll it in like... Um, Asbestos? No. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. It's a In man's like meal. Dehydrated powdered carrot. They so, roast it. So basically and asbestos. Then roast. <laughs> yes. So I don't like it now all of a sudden. And uh, I could have them. Hold the carrot stuff. Yeah. 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 And just, I think yeah. they just like turkey. stick parsley in the top of it or something. <laughs> right, I don't right. know. Uh, I would like to try it. That's funny. I would really like to try it. And I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny. Um, and I think that it's good because as human beings, we need to realize that um, food, real food, is really a gift from God. And yes. yes, there's anomalies where some people can't tolerate certain things and some people need to eat, you know, a little more specific diet. But we've gotten to the point where we just want to throw a blanket over everybody and everything. I saw an article the other day. I just kind of barely skimmed it. A guy did a video actually on the benefits of lard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, grandma cooked a lot. Grandma yeah. made it herself. Sure. She rendered the fat into lard herself. Do you want to know what one of the benefits of lard is? What? Love. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you feel love when something's yeah. cooked in lard. Yeah. Well, rendered fat, the bir the birds eat it, and hey, they're, they can fly. Yeah. So, you know, oh, I don't man. know. Don't, don't get me started bad. on this whole nutrition <laughs> thing. We've been lied to about so many things. Uh, I know. Saturated fat is good for you, yeah. protein is good for yeah. you. I, I think that it would be be fun to do a show yeah or a segment in the show because we still got to keep you know the same we got to keep the granny rant and and salvage by god deep dive in this right on way off going uh -huh. but it, right. if we add some i would love to do a show where we talk about just the deception that biblical deception starts and then how does that trickle down into deception and everywhere else yeah when we started kicking god out of our society mm -hmm. our food supply went in the tank it did. Oh, yeah. our our education system went in the oh, tank yeah. um you know the our, our economy our, just went to just the, the tank. way just the way you shop and the way you interact with people went in the tank yeah. Yeah. um you know how you act at uh Little League baseball games went in the tank. Yeah, for yeah. Some, true. It, for it, too it's many. It's just been Parents a deterioration of events. society yeah. as we right. kick God out. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway. And now we have lab-grown meat. Okay, uh, this is not this is not good. No, and you've got people say no. literally thinking, yeah, we need to get rid of farming. It's the only ethical thing to do. Well, and not only that, but huh? they have it now where they don't have to tell us whether we're eating lab grown or not. I know, and a lab another grown, great reason to be in rural America and and be able to butcher your own food. Uh, That's right. Lab grown from what exactly? Right. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, because mad cow disease Some they figured cells. out was from them trying to take the bones of cows. And reintroduce Feed it, it into the cow's, cow's diet to right. increase calcium. Uh, you can't do that. That's you know what big, that results big, big in? Cannibalism. Yeah, no. that's bad. That's a no-no. Don't yeah. do that. You know. Yeah. You know what all of this discussion results in? What? Arby's putting together an asbestos <laughs> yeah. carrot burger. <laughs> yep. I read. I did and not me read. Me being right on about it because of the. Uh, 
because of the uh, you know the the poking the bear. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, I dare anyone listening. You listening right now? I dare you. I double dog dare you. Video it or audio it and send it to us. Yeah. Go into Arby's and ask if you can have the asbestos carrot sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> They'll know what you're talking about. They'll know. The merit. It's called the merit. Ask yeah. for the merit. I'd like I to remember when we had a big enough audience that that would actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We couldn't. We got in so much trouble doing stuff like that. We. No, well, no, 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 yeah. no. We <laughs> didn't get in trouble. You always had plausible you deniability. <laughs> hey, Chris, I got an idea. I'll say it on the yeah. air. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for the show. Before we go, final thoughts. Mike, what are you thinking? What do you want people? people to know so go and do likewise <laughs> Isn't that, that's always my final thought that, that's yeah, your that's, that's your my, that's your that's joke. My final yeah. thought yeah. And chris what do you want to say uh, i want people to go to salvage by god on youtube and subscribe right now we don't have rumble we just have youtube and we just changed the name from bible idiots so wherever you get podcast content search salvage by god and make sure you follow it or subscribe or whatever uh, would just we're trying to get God's messages out through my teaching platform to wherever he will send it. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, if it never does another thing, I feel very satisfied. I feel satisfied that uh, as of last check, which was like a month ago, we've reached 26 different countries and we've reached all 50 states mm-hmm. with Bible Idiots and now Salvaged by God. And it's basically my my teachings. I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm and then we need to get a new microphone. That's my other <laughs> final thought. You should have a studio I'm uh, happy. producer look at we that. Do. Yes. We need a new know. microphone. I, I'm happy. We'll put that I'm on happy the list. that God is using our meager efforts as we just have, we have one thing. We're just being faithful with what we're given. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to trust God for the results. And I am doing that more and more and more. Mm-hmm. I shared with a Bible study group earlier today that that's been my goal, but that it's a fall down. Mike was there. Mike was actually at what the Bible study What do you mean it's a fall today. down? I fail at that. Oh, I got you. I have to go and repent, literally repent of that, because mm-hmm. I'll be like, all right, God, whatever you want to do, we're just going to trust you for the results. And then I, it doesn't matter whether it's a Sunday morning or, um, you know, uh, the, this show or mm-hmm. Salvage by God numbers or whatever. Although Sunday, the church was packed. That was pretty fun. That was great. Um, but uh, then let's just say the church isn't packed. And I'm like, well, what? these are not great results, Lord. You, you follow what I'm saying? We're mm-hmm. all guilty. Yeah, I, I am. I know. It's, I, I, am. I don't care about your guilt, Mike. I'm worried about <laughs> mine. <laughs> I understand. I'm just telling you. Yeah. No, I, I just, just I just want to keep. And I've got Emily. You know, I've gotten much better, but I'm still not home yet. I'm yeah. still not there where I can really, truly, authentically do our best and leave the results in God's hands. So one more story, or, or are we done? No, you go right ahead. All right, let me give yeah. you one more story. And Can I let go of this? Uh, there yeah. we go. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> it just I fixed wants it. to be close to you. I fixed it. I don't have to do anything now. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Um, that is, I, now I forgot my train of thought. I had a really, one really more good, story. Oh, yeah, no, I know it. I know it. Here's the story. Story comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, <laughs> verse 11, where it says, Strive to live a quiet life and then work out, you know, your life with the work of your hands. I'm mm-hmm. paraphrasing. I'm yeah. sure it says something better than that, but that's the gist of it. And so the work of our hands, Emily and I's, has been broadcasting. It's been live events. It's been film production. It's been doing those types of things. And I went to seminary in the in the early to mid-90s. And 
Uh, I'm a pastor by calling. I, I, God wants me to do this. I want to do it. I want to be a pastor more than anything else, but I won't throw the rest of that away. Why? Because we have margin in our life. We don't have kids. Our grandkids live seven states away. So we have margin in our life. What are we going to do with the work of our hands? We're going to do no apology. We're going to put Salvage by God together. We're going to mm-hmm. put my sermons out there just to try to encourage people. I do correspondence with people, I, you know, texting people, saying you're praying for them. I, I have people in my flock that I pray for, and then I write little cards and send them to them because I want to do that with the time that I've been given. That's what it means. And I don't know what you listening is, but Mike and Emily and I, we have this calling to just do the best we can and then leave the results up to God. And so I got to quit going back to God going, you know, about those results. You know, they're, they're not quite what I'm what I'm expecting my efforts to be. And yet here we are and we still have to be faithful. So pray for us in that area that we will still be strong to All just right. feed God's sheep with whatever work of our hands we possibly can with no expectations because that's at the end of the day that's our heart. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we wobble and it's like, "Really, Lord? <laughs> really?" <laughs> Weebles so, wobble, but yeah. we don't fall down. <laughs> so that's and, and and I think people can relate to that. You yeah. know, they can absolutely, relate to that. absolutely. And the salt and light message, um, man, I got like four text messages, and I've gotten two emails so far uh, about people that were really impacted by salt and light part one and part two. And so, if you haven't seen it yet, go to Salvage by God and check it out, um, either audio or video, whatever. I think you'll be blessed by it because it's finally doing some straight talk telling us that we have to be strong in the end times and that loving people is literally sharing the truth as, 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 as abrasively uh, as we have to be sometimes. We have to understand that we still have to share the truth. You can soften it only so much before you start shaving the edges of truth, and we cannot do that mm-hmm. in these times. Yeah. Look, if you love somebody and they're headed at uh, 80 miles an hour and the bridge is out ahead, do you tell them? Do you tell them that their destruction is coming upon them, or do you just let them... Well, they didn't ask, so. I don't want to worry them. Yeah. I don't want to make them feel bad. Yeah. Am I in the will? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, I'll tell them. Warn them. Warn them. All right. I definitely want to tell them. All right. That is going to do it for No Apology with Emily and Chris. Don't forget, go to freshroadmedia.com. You can sound off. You can uh, let us know what your thoughts, your comments are. And don't forget, we are listener supported. We will see you right back here next week. No apology with Emily and Chris.